God's word. Not Pastor Evans word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for the word today. Thank you for the spirit of God who's here. Thank you for opening our ears, our hearts, and our minds to receive the incorruptible word that is able to save, deliver, and make free our souls. Use me as an oracle of God and let everything that is said and done bring glory to Jesus Christ and bring others unto him. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Growing in the Spirit. Everybody say Growing in the Spirit. And the goal of the series has been to infuse everyone with next level faith, next level knowledge, next level revelation, next level sensitivity, next level discernment, and next level obedience towards the Spirit of God. Why is being sensitive to the Spirit of God so critical? Well, it's because when we allow the Spirit to move, God can speak and then change will happen. I'm going to say that again. Everybody say, when the Spirit of God moves, God speaks, change takes place. Listen, in Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to show you this principle and then I'm going to move into our lesson. This is why it is critical, say critical, that we allow the Spirit of God to move because when He moves, then God will speak and when God speaks, changes take place. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 through 3, we can see this principle. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Watch this now. And it says, read it with me. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. What was the Spirit of God doing? He was moving. Watch verse, watch verse, uh, three. And God what? Okay, so what went first? The Spirit what? And then what happened? God spoke and then what did He say? Let there be light. And then what happened? Okay, so we can see that the Spirit moved, God spoke, change took place. Everybody say, the Spirit moved. Come on, say it again. The Spirit moved. God spoke. Change took place. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. Here's this principle again. And when, and here's why a lot of times I may give you at least two scriptures. Because you can build an incorrect doctrine over one scripture. But the scripture says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the word be established. And though that's why I'll use more than one scripture. So watch this. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. This is regarding Jesus. And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went straight up out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove on him. So the Spirit of God was moving. Everybody say the Spirit of God was moving. 
Look in verse 17 what happens. And lo, a voice from heaven said. So the spirit was moving. God spoke. And then it says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Look in verse 4. Then was Jesus led up by the spirit into where? Into wilderness. In other words, the spirit of God was moving. God spoke. Change took place. What's the change? Jesus had some direction. So in order for us to take advantage of this series, I want us to be sensitive towards the Spirit of God. And our main focus for the series has been for us to speak in tongues. And so if today, if you have or if you're following the notes that we provided online or even physically, our topic today is understanding the benefits of the Spirit. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says that God has, he loads us daily with benefits. So I'm going to briefly review because last week, one of the main points that we made is that the key foundation to speaking in tongues is to understand that the gift is the Holy Spirit, not speaking in tongues. In other words, in fact, go get my box, my box that's in my office. If they'll bring that, uh, one of y'all can go back there, just knock on the door. The box that Holy Spirit I had last week, bring that real quick, uh, because there may be someone who wasn't here last week. But the gift is the Holy Spirit not speaking in tongues. In other words, listen, tongues is not the gift. It is the manifestation of the gift. And here's why that's important to know, because if you think that speaking in tongues is the gift, it will limit you from receiving it and utilizing it. As a matter of fact, there are other manifestations of the Spirit, but the reason I'm focusing on this one is because this is almost the gateway to the other ones. This is why on the day of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, what they did... The Bible says Jesus told them, do not leave Jerusalem until you've been endued with the Spirit. And so one of the reasons we knew that they got filled with the Spirit is because they spoke in tongues. And so inside of this box are all the different manifestations of the Spirit. You have a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and all of them, faith is in here, healing is in here. So when you get born again, you get the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you get Him, you get all nine manifestations. So that allows you now to function uh, uh, in the way that God designed us. Because so many Christians, we walk around with no power. And this is why the world makes it hard for them to follow us. Because here it is, they're sick at work and you are too. And before you pray or want to lay hands on somebody, you offer them NyQuil. Amen. Acts 2.38 says, and then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So God is still calling people. That means now we still have the ability to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to leave that there. And what I'm going to do now is just... I'm going to jump into today's message. So if you're watching, uh, if you're back there with the notes, I'm just going to skip a little bit. Because the focus today is explaining the benefits of the Holy Spirit. And here's the beautiful thing about the benefits of the Holy Spirit. There are no side effects. You know how some medication, it has some benefit, but then it has some side effects. So you might take it and it's going to help you with one thing. But then it makes something else happen. 
you know, there's, there's some benefits to, you know, when I was smoking weed back in the day, there were some benefits to smoking weed. You can just kind of escape where you were, you know, and just kind of trip out. But then there were some side effects. Paranoia. Seems like the police is always, always behind you. I'm in class looking for the police. <laughs> Everybody say benefits. All right, so what I'm going to do is list benefits of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Okay, so here's the first one is that the Holy Spirit provides supernatural guidance. Supernatural guidance. He wants to show you and I things to come. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, Jesus said, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. Read it with me, church. He will guide you into all what? Now, when you look up that word guide, it means to show the way and to lead. So the Holy Spirit's job is to show us the way that we should go and lead us. In other words, the Holy Spirit is my personal navigation system that has been pre-programmed with all the direction he needs me to have to guide me with. This is why you don't need to be calling these fortune tellers. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's job is to navigate you through life with whatever God's will is for you. Everybody say years ago. Years ago, here's a good example. Some of you all know it. But uh, uh, when I, I used to work for a church a long time ago, right? Uh, well, I don't think I was working for the church. I was just volunteering. In fact, I was. I was just a faithful volunteer at this church. But I was one of those volunteers that I was so good that they gave me the keys to the church. How many have had that happen to you, right? That's all. Be more faithful, okay? <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, it was a two-day revival type thing. And so I was taking out the trash and everything. And then I had to cut the alarm on in the church. And so I had these big old bags of trash. And so I had some keys. My keys had two sections on them. My house keys and the church keys. So I had separated them uh, for whatever. Re- oh, I know what it was. I separated them for for because uh, uh, I had to have my car keys and then I had to have the church keys and so anyway I locked up the church and I had the trash and I put the trash on top of my car because I didn't want to, to lug it it was too heavy so uh, it was on the trunk so I put it on the trunk and I get to the, the dumpster I put the trash in there and when I did that when I took the trash bag down I put my keys on top so then I leave and uh, I was on the highway and I heard a, something like a scratch, like, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, what was that? I looked in my rearview mirror, didn't see nothing, got home, guess what? Couldn't get in the house because guess what was on, guess what slid off the car? My keys. So I was like, dog. So I decided, okay, get back on the highway, loop back around. And, you know, uh, how many know? And it was probably about, I don't know, midnight. How many know you're not going to find no keys on the highway at midnight? But I tried. So I went up a couple of times and, and it was getting late and I was tired and I knew I was going to have to go to work the next day. So I was like, forget it. But here's what happened. When I started, when I cut on the alarm in the, in the church, the Holy Spirit prompted me to start praying in tongues. I didn't even know why I was praying in tongues, but I was prompted to do it. So I just started speaking in tongues. So I'm speaking in tongues, cutting on the alarm. I'm speaking in tongues, getting the trash and all that. I'm speaking in tongues, put the trash bag on there. I'm speaking in tongues, putting the trash in the, in the dumpster. I'm speaking in tongues on the way home. I don't know why I'm speaking in tongues. And then I lose my keys. I figure why I'm speaking in tongues. 
So when I was about to give up looking for the keys, long story short, the Holy Spirit says, nope, I want you to go and loop around again, but follow me this time. So I'm like, okay. So I loop back around. So I'm on the highway now and I'm going slow because it was probably about one o'clock by now. And I'm going slow and the Holy Spirit's telling me what to do. So he told me to slow down and then he was like, get over on the shoulder. I got over on the shoulder and he said, just go really slow. And then I went really slow. And then he said, stop. And I stopped. And he said, get out of the car and look in front of it. And you know what was in front of my car? My car keys. I mean, my keys. Everybody say that's a guidance system right there. Now, see, you can be a, that's luck. That's dumb. That's what that is. If you say that. Because there's no way you're going to find, I'm talking about a strip of, of highway, I'm talking about like 10 miles of highway, and I'm going to find my keys. And then I was not on the, the shoulder when it happens. I was like in the middle lane. Somehow they just slid over there to the side. Everybody say, he can be your guidance system. Okay, so that's benefit number one. Here's benefit number two. The Holy Spirit provides insight into the future. This is why you don't need a fortune teller. John chapter 16, verse 13. I'm going to finish reading the whole verse. It says, how be it when he, the spirit, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he, the spirit, shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. I like the living Bible. It says this, when the Holy Spirit, who is truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not be presenting his own ideas, but will be passing on to you what he has heard. Watch this. He will tell you about the future. I love that. Years ago, I'm sitting up in a, uh, I'm, uh, and, and let me just encourage you as you start speaking in tongues. The way you do it consistently is to find a habit that you do every day and do it during that habit. How many take a bath or a shower every day? Please raise your hand even if you don't. <laughs> so what I do, one of the things I do is when I shower, I speak in tongues. So years ago, I'm, I'm taking a shower and I'm, I'm praying in tongues and I'm singing. I'm worshiping. I'm just, I'm doing that. And the Holy Spirit tells me, you're going to speak at Dion Sanders Bible study. Now, this is when Dion just got, first got converted and he was doing a Bible study called Primetime 21. And it was on Tuesdays. And guess what? I got a call to do, and I wasn't connected to him per se, but I ended up doing the Bible study at Dion Sanders place. And watch this. The Lord told me before Dion called me. Say amen to that. So he can tell you about your future. Here's number three. When you and I speak in tongues, it causes unblocked direct communication with God. Unblocked direct communication with God. First Corinthians 14, 2 says this. For he that speaks in a tongue or an unknown tongue speaks, watch this church, don't speak to men. But to who? But to God. For no man understands him, how be it, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. In other words, when you and I pray in tongues, it's unblocked communication. No man on the earth can stop you from praying in tongues unless they choke you out. I'm talking about like this now. Right? No, it can't happen. See, and why is that important? Because... If your coworker is hating on you, pray in the spirit. They can't stop that. Now, I didn't say pray in the spirit out loud next to them. 
because you're going to get rolled up. Everybody say unblock direct communication. In other words, there is nothing in between me talking to God that can hinder my conversation with him. Speaking in tongues allows me to speak directly to him and nobody else. And I love that. Here's number four or number, what number am I on? Three or four? Why don't we just say the next one? The next one is that when I speak in tongues, when you speak in tongues, it strengthens us spiritually. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse four, it says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, read this with me, they edify themselves. The word edify, when you look it up, it means to build up, listen, to promote growth in Christian wisdom, in holiness, and in grace. In other words, when you and I speak in tongues, it causes us to be built up. It promotes Christian growth. And wisdom and holiness. In other words, when you look at this word, it can be compared to a construction worker who's building a house or a building. That's what tongues does when you speak. It builds you up. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I'm going to show you this word, edify. It says, and Jesus was talking, he says, and I say unto you that you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build, that's the word edify in 1 Corinthians. He says, I will build, I will edify my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. When you and I pray in tongues and we do it and we are consistent with it, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against you. Let me show you a different word. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Let me show you a different verse. It says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. He's he's talking to them about the word. He says, the word of his grace, and this word is able to build you up. There's that word edify and give you an inheritance among the brethren. I love the message translation. It says, now I'm turning you over to God. Our marvelous God, whose gracious word, watch this, can make you into what he wants you to be. So watch this. The Bible is describing that speaking in tongues will build us up like the word does. Now listen, by no means am I saying that speaking in tongues replaces the word. But what I am saying is that it will build you up and edify you like the word does in your life. Say amen to that. Jude chapter 20 also confirms this building up because some of us, we've allowed life and people to tear us down. We've had bad relationships. We've had bad parenting. Notice I didn't say bad parents because some of us are expecting things from our parents that they did not have to give us. Let's just talk about fathers while we're on this, right? You didn't have a father growing up, so you missed something. No, you didn't miss nothing. Or let's say, because there are some people who had fathers and they didn't give them what they needed because the dad didn't get it. And see, that's the problem. We hold on to people, watch this now, and our expectations of them is what we put a demand on, not realizing that they never got the download to give it to us. Your dad didn't know how to encourage you as a kid because dad didn't get encouragement. So if he didn't get it, he couldn't give it. Okay, let me say it like this because some of y'all still don't. Well, it ain't hard to encourage nobody. It, it how many agree it would be hard for a cat to bark? You ever heard a cat bark? 
A cat can't bark. Why? It's not built into the cat to bark. Well, you say, well, my dad could have encouraged me. If he didn't get encouraged, if he didn't know how to encourage, he's a cat that you want to bark. Just let him go. If you listen, church, I don't know why I'm going this way. If you did not get it from him or if you did not get it from her, they did not have it to give it to you. So just let it go. Praise the Lord. Jude 20. (laughs) Jude 20. He says, but you look at your neighbor. Say he's talking to you. But you watch this church building up yourself. I'm so tired of people. I did. Can you encourage me? Can you do this? Can you do this? No, you do it. <laughs> what did he say? You build it up yourself. And watch how he says to do that. Watch, watch what you are building on. He says, he, I want you to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Now, this word build is different from the other build. The first build was was like us constructing a building from the ground up. This build is different. This build means to build on top of. So what he's saying here is when you speak in tongues, watch this now, you strengthen and you encourage, watch this, on top of your faith. And that's why it says, add to your faith. See, your faith, faith alone is not enough to bring to pass the manifestations of God's promises. Because if it was, they would just happen just like that. It even says, it is through faith and patience we inherit the promises. So sometimes your faith needs strengthening. Speaking in tongues strengthens your faith. Say amen to that. Here's number, here's the next one. Speaking in tongues helps me to manage my weaknesses. Speaking in tongues helps to manage my weaknesses. How many have weaknesses? Amen. If you didn't raise your hand, that's your, your weakness is lying. It's lying. It's okay. We all going to get free today, right? Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. The word infirmities means weaknesses. It also means to be able to restrain corrupt desires. He says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for. But the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So I want you to notice it says the spirit helps our infirmities. Listen to the New Living Translation. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It helps us in our what, church? In our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed. In other words, I'm saying that when you and I, when you pray in tongues on a regular basis, it will help you manage your going offness. I know that's not a word, but it's it's an action though. Going offness. How many know what I'm talking about? Going offness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a take-home statement I want you to think about. The Holy Spirit helps strengthening, helps strengthens my weaknesses, but that does not mean it eliminates them. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit helps to strengthen my weaknesses, but that does not mean they eliminate them. He eliminates them. No, no, that don't happen. See, here's the thing. Once something is strong, 
and then it it gets harder. It can get stronger or it gets combined. The Bible says a threefold cord is hard to be broken. And so as we allow the Holy Spirit, as we pray in tongues, he will help strengthen those areas. And this is why people call it backslide. I don't know if that's a good word for it, but your old man will wake up if your new man don't stay up. Did you get that? I'm going to say that again because y'all, your old man, because he now, he's asleep, he's dead, but your old man will wake up if your new man don't stay up. Say amen to that. Here's the next one. The Holy Spirit helps to pray God's will. Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, but we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit of self makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart, he knows what's in the mind of the Spirit, because he, the Spirit, makes intercession or prays for the saints according to the will of God. Now, the true translation of that text, if you look at the King James Version, the word, the will of, is in italics, which means they added it. However, it still makes sense because it would read like this because he the spirit makes intercession for the saints according to god well god's ways are always perfect say amen to that so speaking in tongues helps me pray god's will for my life in every situation here's the next one this is the last one the holy spirit when i pray in tongues helps me to maintain watch this now a god spirit consciousness First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16, they're going to put it on there. It says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? So here's my question. Why is having a God slash spirit conscious so important? Because the future things that God has in store for you and I will only come by way of the spirit. And see, I don't want to miss the, the things that God has for me. I don't want to miss them. So I need to maintain a spirit consciousness. And when you pray in tongues, it makes you spirit conscious. Because you can't cuss nobody out while you're praying in tongues. Can't do that. It makes you sensitive. So I had to do a, a memorial yesterday. And I'm praying in tongues. And God gives me something to say at the memorial. He gives me something to say. And I say what I say at the memorial. Well, typically at a memorial like that, you don't do an altar call, but he told me to do one. And I didn't ask the person who I was doing it for. I didn't ask them for permission because I'd rather ask for forgiveness than ask for, forg- for uh, acceptance to do it. They'll just have to get me afterwards. But see, I knew it was the Lord because somebody got saved for the very first time yesterday. Right? Spirit consciousness sensitivity and see here's the thing god wants to use you so that you can be a blessing to other people he wants you to speak into people's lives he wants to give you a word of knowledge while you're in the grocery store he wants to give you a word of wisdom on how to solve a problem that you've been stewing trying to figure out how to fix he wants to give it to you he wants you to be able to lay hands on your coworker who's spent all their money to try to get healed and they don't even know that you don't even know they sick but God tells you go lay hands on your coworker and tell their colon be to be whole in Jesus name. 
And you go over there to them and you say, God spoke to me and he told me to pray for your colon. And they ain't, they ain't told nobody they got the, the evidence of colon cancer. They ain't tell nobody, but God told you to do something. How many know their faith is going to go way up when God tells you to tell them something and then you lay hands on them? Guess what's going to happen? They're going to recover because it is not your job to heal. It is your job to just lay hands. I love that. Takes me out of the picture now. I ain't got to worry about it. God, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and what? So so if if the the devil be like, oh, what if they don't get healed? What if they do? That's how I be talking. What if if they do? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You, You cannot get intimidated. See, some of y'all, the devil talk too much to you. And you ain't saying nothing back. You just taking it. That's like a bully. You ever seen bullies in the school? Be like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? You know, just t- talking about your mama. That's what, back in our day, you know. See, now you can't do that. They be shooting at school. So, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you talking about my mama? That's all right. <laughs> you don't know her anyway, but that's all right. Pow! No, I'm just laughing. No, that's what they doing these days. So it's not the same. But you can't be intimidated or bullied by the devil. When he talks, you talk. You're going to die. No, I'm not. I will not die, but I will be healed in Jesus' name. I, you got, that's why you got to know the word. So did y'all get something today? So here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. Here's the application. Uh, next week, I am going to give you seven ways in which the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And then I'm going to break down how to go and speak in tongues so you can do it at home. I'm going to have uh, a service. I was going to do it at the end of this month, but I'm not. Uh, because some of y'all need to seek him. Y'all need to, y'all need to get in there. Y'all need to get in. So here's the application. Be open to God to show you some things for you. Number two, be open to God for him to use you to encourage someone else through one of these nine manifestations. And then I've given this for the last two weeks. Exercise your faith by setting aside some time to seek and to speak. Seek him if you don't speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, I dare you to seek him. Lord, I want it. I have it. Help me to manifest it. And then if you speak, take 24 minutes a day. Pastor Evan, that's a long time somebody came and asked me, Pastor, what does 24 minutes mean? Where'd you get that from? I said, well, there's a 24 hours in a day. I just took one minute out of each hour, and that's 24 minutes. And you know what? You spend that time scrolling. If you can spend 24, look, I dare you to look at your screen time. You don't want to look, do you? Okay, I'm losing y'all. Bow your heads. (laughs) Father, we thank you today for the word. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority in our lives so that you can not only bless us, but to use us. This week, Lord, give us an opportunity to minister to someone. Give us a word of wisdom. Give us a word of knowledge. Give us something, Father, that we will be able to make an impact into someone else's life. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' mighty name. With every head still bowed.
Maybe you're watching me or maybe you're in the room. My question to you is if you die today, are you 100% sure you go to heaven? Because if you're not sure.